Hello and welcome to the Go Get Her podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Berry. This podcast is for the go-getters, where we normalize big dreams and going after what you want. From health and fitness to relationships and career, we discuss a range of topics on how to create a life you've dreamt of and how to keep going even when life throws unexpected shit at you. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm recording this on a Friday and I usually record it in the beginning of the week so that I can edit it and get it up. But I have been so unwell this past week. If you've seen my stories, I just cannot get over this sickness I've been fighting. So I sounded really gross throughout this whole week. So I wasn't going to record. I still sound congested. So if I sound a bit funny, I apologize for that. But yeah, I cannot shake this flu or whatever. Um, it's something is definitely going around because I've spoken to a lot of people and a lot of clients have been experiencing this sickness. But before we get started into the topic of the episode, I want to just give you guys a quickly a quick recap of my week. So starting off, I like to go through my camera roll because I feel like that's how I remember what I've done for the week because everything literally becomes a blur. Starting with, honestly, I have just been working really, really hard on my business. If you follow my business account for my coaching, you'd see that there's been a little bit of a rebrand. I've been working with one of my clients, actually, she's gotten into... um marketing and creator creator marketing and all things social media so she's helped me come up with a social media strategy plan and she's given me like just like a rebrand of my Instagram and the message I want to put out there and I feel like I'm so so happy with it when I first scroll down to my coaching page it looks so horrendous like I really didn't have a nice flow going on and now I've looked back and it looks absolutely stunning I chose the color purple literally couldn't tell you why <laughs> I just chose the color purple because it is a good uh branding strategy so this will probably tie into the subject of this episode but yeah so I've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes in regards to content creating graphics having meetings with her and kind of coming up with a plan for my social media because it is a lot doing social media for obviously my personal Instagram my coaching Instagram now my podcast Instagram as well as like TikTok and the podcast so it is a lot of work and she's given me like I guess dates and a plan of when we pump out content which has reduced my stress so much and yeah I really want to start providing you guys with some valuable content if you are interested on my coaching page anyway other than being sick, I have been I haven't really been training a whole lot as much as I usually do. I think I trained four times last week, took Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, went back on Monday, probably shouldn't have, so I took Tuesday off as a rest, went Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I've kind of caught back up, but my training was nowhere near as intense or as high volume as it usually is. I'm kind of just 
getting myself back into my groove. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely trying to recover a little bit more. Like I have my steps have been super low. I've just been, honestly, I wish I could say that I've been taking rest, but I have been stuck on my computer doing work, but I love it. And we've got a lot of people jumping on my coaching. So I've got three girls starting next week and then another two after that. And then I've got a few more this month. So it's a lot of work to get everyone ready, but I am so excited. And what else has been happening? I'm literally looking at my camera and it's just like not a lot. Oh, I went to IFBB on the weekend and oh, literally was so like inspired set my soul on fire just can't wait to do it next year I literally went home that night and practiced my posing and yeah this needs a bit of work but we have a whole entire year so we are starting nice and early and actually want to be really real with you guys because I've been sick and I also got my period. I took my check-in photos to send to my coach and I was so unhappy with them. I'm holding on to so much water weight. I'm looking really fluffy. I'm definitely holding a lot more fat in my glutes and hamstrings because of obviously I'm eating a lot more and my I don't do any cardio I hardly do any steps like we're just trying to build as much as possible and obviously coming with what comes with muscle building is also a little bit of fat so I'm probably the heaviest I've been I want to say in like years and I'm okay with that like the weight doesn't bother me it's just just feeling a little bit uncomfortable but I know that I have to trust the process and the I guess I I can see what's going to be underneath and I'm creating a really nice shape really nice balance with my upper and lower body it's just that yeah I honestly feel like bulking and the growth season is harder than the prep because you just have to trust the process and I don't know some days you look in the mirror and you're like am I really a bodybuilding competitor because like I don't look like one but it's actually crazy what a prep and like five, six months of prepping can do. You literally transform. So I just have to trust the process in that. Um, but I think that's all I have to update you on. Like nothing really crazy has happened. I go to Bali in less than two weeks, which I'm so excited for. I'm trying to convince the girls to do a podcast, but I'm sure they'll be on board. I just have to bring my microphone with me, but... I'm sure they'll want to do something and we can chat a little bit of shit. And so today's Friday and on Sunday I have my coaching bootcamp class. So I've kept it pretty exclusive and small. I haven't announced it publicly. I announced it to my clients first and then I have a little like broadcast channel on Instagram. So if you are interested in kind of knowing a little bit more before anyone else, you can join that. And that's how you kind of can get into some of the classes I have started creating. So this is my first one. It's a little boot camp. And then we're going for coffee after. And I have about 16 girls coming and I'm so excited, a little bit nervous. But if I can teach a class of 30 12 year olds I'm sure I can be like teach and control a class of 16 adults and I'm just so excited to meet my girls 
I've literally had some of these clients since May and we've never met. So it's just going to be so nice to put a face to a name and get to really know them and see their work ethic in person. But yeah, I think that's all I have to update you guys on so far. Um, But yeah, let's get into the actual episode. So I put a poll up on my Instagram story and asked for podcast episode recommendations and so many of you said um go in depth about starting your business or steps you took to start your business quit your teaching job how did you grow it so quickly um and like little tips and stuff like that so that is the topic of today's episode we're going to discuss how I went from a full-time teaching job to running my own business for myself full-time I want to say in the space of like two months. (laughs) So yeah. So the start of 2022, I got my first teaching job um, at high school. And throughout that year, I got permanency at that school. So obviously my contract then became a permanent position. They weren't allowed to fire me. So it was really nice to have like that stable income. And then 2023, I started again. But at this time... I had started my cert three and four. I'm pretty sure I started my cert last year in August and finished around April of this year. So it took me about, oh God, what's that? Is that like eight months? Something like that to get it done. Obviously, it took me so much longer because I was working full time, but I posted on my stories the other day, like kind of giving you a little insight to how it how the timeline unfolded and I would do my cert three and four in the mornings before school or late at night or in the holidays or when I have a dot so if you're not a teacher a dot is um like I guess an hour off during the day um probably shouldn't have been doing that honestly I don't think that's allowed but whatever I did it anyway because all my work was done So yeah, I was working full-time as a teacher and doing my Cert 3 and 4 on the side. Sorry, I just had to pause because I'm in the fly path of the airplanes and every bloody 10 minutes they fly over. But hopefully you can't hear that in the background and if you do, I apologise. But we're going to continue. I honestly didn't really know what my plan was at the time I was studying and working. Like I just really was having a quarter-life crisis. No, not really. But I just I wanted something as a backup because I just felt like teaching was just really taking it out of me. So I had all these different ideas of like maybe I move schools or maybe I drop down to four days or maybe I drop down to relief. But then I also had permanency and people like if you're a teacher, you know how important permanency was. So I was going through this like mind battle every single day because I didn't want to give up what people worked so hard for but then I also thought like there's more to life and I know that I can offer more in the health and fitness space and then teaching honestly became really really hard for me um I was in a really hard school in a low socioeconomic area so that didn't help um admin weren't overly supportive uh my department was amazing but again you have like really hard kids it's draining you, it's so unpredictable I got anxiety every single day you've got to mark test give feedback and then I was also the netball teacher as well so I was taking kids on excursions 
being responsible for like organizing bus transfers and bookings and it was so much and like I really felt like I was faking that I was passionate about netball like I do like netball I love playing it it's fun yeah but teaching it six seven times a week I was like oh I actually started to hate it (laughs) not gonna lie like oh I was just faking this passion that I had for netball when it really wasn't there like I was just like oh my god if I had a strength and conditioning class I'd be all over it but um I almost finished my cert um I went through Australian Institute of Personal Trainers there is a lot of other ones I would probably recommend it wasn't horrible um I was just lucky enough that I had the prior knowledge from my bachelor degree and obviously had done human function and um, anatomy and all that stuff. So I kind of really had a strong knowledge and all that stuff. So I I was able to do the quizzes and all the case studies and stuff really quickly. But it was like more the practical stuff, which was quite difficult. And I had to source my own personal trainer to sign me off. So that was a bit of a process But once that was all ticked off, I then was like, hmm, what do I do now? So then this was the time I went through my ectopic pregnancy. So I posted again on my story saying having the perspective of my life not existing, like almost quite literally dying. I just, something flicked a switch. Oh my God, there's a fucking plane. Hold on. And this was definitely the moment that I realized you really need to value the life that you're living and life can be cut short so quickly in a matter of seconds. You have no idea what is around the corner in life. So why spend your life being in miserable, being in a job you hate? Um, Because you get one chance and having that perspective, I was like, nah, I've got nothing to lose. So... My initial plan was I'm going to drop down to four days. And for me, that was huge. I have always had so much structure in my life. I've finished every single thing that I've ever done. So I went to school, got into uni, went to uni, didn't defer, didn't do anything, went straight into a job. Like once I do something, I don't want to quit. I feel like I let myself down. I feel like I let other people down. So me to like drop down after a year and a half of teaching for four days, I was freaking out and I was like, I don't think I should be doing this, you know, because I've got a hex debt. I've spent four years of studying. I need to do this. And then Josh, my partner, really looked at me and he's like, you are not happy. You have not been this unhappy in probably your whole life. You hardly talk to anyone. You just look sad all the time. I hate seeing you like this. I don't think you should drop down to one day. I think you should quit completely. And I'm pretty sure I laughed in his face. <laughs> and I said, no. I'll, I'll, And then I had the plan of dropping down to one day. And then the term after that, I dropped down two days. And then by the end of the year, I'll quit. Not quit. I'll go leave without pay. And see if it works out. If it doesn't, I'll return. That was my initial initial plan. And then I think I was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to just start my business. I've had a lot of interest. I'm just going to start it and see 
what happens and see if I get some interest. So I started plotting a few things on Instagram and this is my number one tip for starting a business um, for whatever topic space you're in is you have to show up first and make sure people know who you are, make people know your story, know your intentions, know who you are and what you're trying to sell. Because if I just randomly created a random Instagram account and was like, hey, I'm a coach, people are going to be like, who are you? So I feel like the years and years I put into starting a fitness Instagram and like I wasn't benefiting I mean I was benefiting from you know creating a community but I wasn't benefiting in any type of way of money or a career like I well that's what I didn't think but turns out that was all the base work of how my business is so successful today it's building up a community, followers that care about what you post, that are interested in the same things you are. And doing this for, it doesn't have to be years, it can be a few months. So if you think you want to start your business, say, in March next year, make the Instagram account right now, follow people, comment, make, put your name out there so people know who you are before you decide in March that, yep, I'm going to launch a business, okay, I'm going to make my Instagram as well. Don't do that. Make the Instagram now. Do the small steps first so you can start building that community and in turn that community then become clients. Anyway, we'll go back to the little timeline I was talking about. But when I launched my business, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows from the beginning. I remember launching it and I was honestly expecting there to be floods of messages inquiry forms and I didn't hear nothing I heard absolutely nothing for a whole entire week but did I sit there I mean was I sad for that week was I down for that week yes but I didn't sit there for any longer after that week waiting hoping praying I then put in work I put in strategies I put in a new offer I reached out and built stronger relationships with my community so this is what I did I created a introductory offer I didn't post oh no I did sorry I posted it to my story and I said I'm looking for 15 girls that are interested in a heavily discounted price for my programs in return for testimonials and I had a lot of people interested because, you know, keyword, buzzer word, discounted price, woo-woo. People were like, yeah, let's do it. So I had, I put up a poll and I messaged every single person that clicked on the poll. And I sent them a big message saying, hey, I'd love to give you this. I'm My pricing was $25 a week, like so cheap, way, way, way less than I ever expected of starting my price. But I had to sacrifice to then build that clientele because if I never dropped my price I probably would never be where I am now um so I had I think it was like 10 to 12 girls $25 a week so what's that $300 a week so that was like my bloody (laughs) shopping bill and my fuel so it was definitely not enough to quit my job at that time so I kept in my teaching job um and I'm 
pretty sure I had about eight weeks left of term. So I had a goal that the end of term, I wanted to be able to financially support myself from my own business. And I'm really glad that I had that safety blanket. So this is my advice. If you are wanting to start your business, don't jump in straight away. Definitely take calculated risks. However, you need to make sure that you're going to be comfortable and able to support you know, yourself, your partner, your family, pay your bills. I am not sitting here telling you go and quit your job today and start a business because it's not sustainable and it probably won't work and you'll put so much stress on yourself. So I would, my suggestion would be work in your job that you currently have and try and find the time in the extra hours that you don't work doing your business. And does this come with sacrifice? Yes. Does this come out with missing social events or not going out to dinner or spending more time with your family? Unfortunately, yes, for the short term, you need to make a lot of sacrifices. I was working five days a week, you know, heavy hours, a lot of stress. And then Saturdays, bang, I would do my check-ins and then I would allow myself to have Sundays off. But even on those Sundays, I was still replying to check-ins, working on my business, working on offers, doing all the back-end stuff, um, finding apps and systems that work for me. So yeah, it was a grind, but I loved every moment of it because I knew that me putting in this work to something I love, it's going to pay off. And I gave myself that again, that set goal. By the end of this term, in eight weeks time, you were going to quit your job. And holy shit, I can't even explain to you how many times I didn't want to quit because I was scared. But then at the same time, I wanted to quit that job so badly. You have no idea. I would be crying in the bathroom at work because I just wanted to leave. But yeah, you've got to go through some hard times to find the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, It's not all sunshine and rainbows, but I feel like I'm walking proof that if you put in the hard yards and put in the work, it will come back to you. After about those eight weeks of having like 12 clients, I think, I started building up slowly, you know, reaching out to more girls, still at the same price. Um, And then I was able to take testimonials and um, side-by-side comparisons because obviously it had been eight weeks. You'd see a little bit of a difference there. And I actually had some amazing results and that caught a lot of traction and views to my page because yeah the programs and the meal plans and stuff I was giving my clients were working and that's when I was like okay I'm going to raise my prices now and so I raised my prices from my training only was $25 and training nutrition was $35 I then bumped it up from that to $50 and $65 respectively so a massive increase and people were happy to pay it because when they went on my page they saw that there was results they saw that there was people under my team I feel like if you reach out to someone and your Instagram is blank and you don't have testimonials or results it's really hard for someone to trust that you know what you're talking about so Big advice is introductory offer, find friends and family that want to do it or people that you know are interested and kind of wanting something on a budget. 
you will find people that will do it. People will do anything for a discounted price on coaching these days. So it then came to about three weeks until school holidays and I started building up clients at the full price. And then at the end of that eight weeks, I asked the clients that were on the introductory offer, would you like to continue on with me? And I have increased my prices. Would you be willing to continue on with me? I'll write you a new program and blah, 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 blah. And surprisingly, I genuinely thought they were all going to say no, but I want to say 80% stayed on um, because I had built a relationship with them. I got to know them. I got to know where they work. I got to know, like, do they have kids? Do they have partners? Do they have events coming up? Are they getting married? I found out so much about them in the consult form that they filled out and doing weekly check-ins with them. I built a really strong relationship with them, which also think has helped from teaching. Building relationships is a key in all types of success. So that definitely transferred over. And yeah, my clients, client retention stayed and then it started growing from there. Okay, I've just looked at some stats and I quit on the 29th of June and I'm looking at my analytics and I had 27 clients in June. So I quit my full-time job with 27 clients, which was pretty risky to be honest, but I knew that once I'd Oh, I should probably mention that I had a bit of a safety net also because I had two weeks school holidays, which I also got paid for. So that was a really, really handy. And I know that's not going to be possible for you if you're not working in a job where they give you leave. But I would highly recommend um, taking like annual leave, your sick leave, taking all of that. And then in those two or however long you have, I had two weeks, in those two weeks, you absolutely pump your business. You message people, you create offers, you create content. Like I went in so ham in those two weeks, obviously because I was getting paid, but I knew at the end of those two weeks, I wasn't going to get a paycheck if I didn't put in the work. So um, that might be like a little strategic plan for you. And then as I look in July, so I've just gone from June, July, I went from 27 and in those two, oh, we'll say a month, but from those two weeks of work, I jumped up to 48 clients. When you have business growth like that, so I, what's that, 21 clients, when you have such a large influx of people, you need to make sure that your back end stuff of your business is solid. So... When I say back-end stuff, I mean what what software are you using? How are they paying? What messages are you sending them? How are you getting their emails, their contacts? Do you have messages, instructions for them, for you to send to them so they know what to do? Do you have an onboarding form? Do you have terms and conditions? Do you have a inquiry form so you don't have to reach out? People can just click a link and fill in and it comes straight to your email and you can reply. So you have to think of all the little backend stuff that you don't really think about, but yeah, from the business perspective, you need to have that shit tight because if you slip and, you know, forget to do one incru- cru- 
wow, crucial part of the business of flowing your client from a potential client to a paying client, it is going to be so much work for you. So I might just quickly, now that I have my laptop here, I might kind of jot off a few things that I do. So I use JotForm um, and create, what's it called? An inquiry form. (laughs) Yeah, an inquiry form. Wow. I create an inquiry form and then link it in my bio in both of my Instagrams via my link tree. Um, So people can access me that way. I then also have like a booking button on my Instagram. I then like to post stories frequently with polls. So if people click on the poll, you know that they're interested because they've obviously made an action and then you can quickly message them. I don't like to have automated messages because everyone is different and people know when a message is automated. Um, But you have like a... I guess I want to say a script of what you would say if someone was interested. So you're not rewriting the, <clears throat> sorry, rewriting the, I guess the sales pitch is what it is over and over again. You also really want to get to know the person first. Um, ask them questions. Ask them how they are. Ask them, do they train? Are they being coached by anyone? What are their goals before you're like, hey, I'm a coach. Join my team. I'd love to help you. Rather, like, because I don't know, people get turned off by that. Um, which I've found through trial and error. For my actual coaching platform, I use Trainerize. So my clients will have their little accounts and I get to go through their accounts and their workouts get sent through to me. I can message them on there and that's where they get their programs and meal plans. And then I use Nui for payments. And if you haven't seen Nui, you will probably have, it's all over Instagram, probably the number one recommendation for me if you are an online coach or PT, go through Newey. It is so easy. You literally just send a potential client a link. They subscribe and bang, you have your payment. It's all in an app. You can track your sales. You can track whose cards declined. Um, you can pause cl- clients if they're like on a holiday. You can cancel. You can change prices. You can make offers. It is just, yeah, highly highly recommend um this is not sponsored it's just a really good app and i obviously it's the first app i use i know a lot of people use like i think it's called easy debit or stuff like that and so many people that have been online coaches for years have transferred over to newy um so there you go that's kind of just proof that that's probably the best option to go for i think we should also talk about the boring parts of starting a business which is like getting your abn and doing your tax and all of that fun stuff. I'm very lucky that Josh's mum is an accountant. So she helped me a lot and told me what I needed to get. And Josh's sister also helped me. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not the number one person to go to to ask for like the legal legalities. Is that a word? The legal stuff for starting a business. I've literally just started four or five months ago. But I guess... This is just what I know. I'm looking at getting a an accountant because, yeah, once I've started earning like a certain amount, you've really got to be careful with paying tax and GST and all that fun stuff. So at the moment, I'm putting away 30% of my pay every week um, just to be safe. And then obviously you've got like all the, air, oh, wow, it's not NBN, Jesus Christ, ABN. 
Um, and like obviously being a sole trader and making sure that your business is legit so you, the tax man, doesn't come and get you in trouble. This is stuff that I'm still learning. I never thought in my whole entire life I'd be owning a business. So it's definitely a learning curve and I don't feel like I should be sharing like all the back of the behind the scenes stuff. I definitely have someone helping me do that. So this is just a little reminder to not forget the important boring stuff um, because I've heard a lot of stories of people owing money to the ATO because they've not put the correct amount of tax away or they haven't put any at all. So yeah, just a little boring side note. But this is also the time I had to come up with a business name and I didn't want to create a business name with my name in it. I didn't want like coaching by Caitlin or bodies by Caitlin or things like that. I wanted to make it really like unique, cool. And I wanted it to be a name that could grow. So people could potentially one day work under me or it can be like a whole entire, I don't know, like brand, I guess, like the Monarch method. And obviously I love butterflies. They're really special to me. And I just, I don't know, it just worked. I wanted to something, I wanted something to replicate a butterfly. So obviously I went with Monarch and then alliterations always sound good. So the Monarch method just happened and I shit you not, I was putting like butterfly or butterfly coaching into a coaching name generator and then something about the butterfly method and I was like nah so I came up with the monarch method and then yeah so I don't know if it makes a difference with what your coaching is called I'm sure it doesn't but I always just think about the potential in the future I don't have to change my name or the business name. People are able to work under me or it can be like a big brand with like an app and it can be like the Monarch Method, you know, community. And rather than like the Caitlin Berry community, you know what I mean? So yeah, I went along that route, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. I just think go with something that is true to you don't try and copy other people, try and be unique, it is really hard, but honestly use like generate name generators and find something that you, like you really love and it sounds smooth off the tongue and not easy to forget. I think another step in making a business successful is bringing people that are already within it um, together to make a community. So I made a group chat on WhatsApp with all my clients and I just feel like it gives a sense of community to people. Um, Clients feel like they have people to relate to, ask problem, ask help for problems and it kind of, you know, gives a sense that, okay, well, if I'm with this coach and all these other girls are with this coach and they're happy, then they, I don't know, it just like instills something in them that, you know, they're in the right place and they can trust me and I have, you know, results and credentials and I don't know I think that it's kind of like a mindset thing and then I also made a Facebook community and I also made a Instagram channel so there's all different ways you can utilize social media which is completely free that make your clients you know really want to get to know you really want to support your business and yeah create a community like I said I cannot stress this enough if you have not made a community as in an Instagram page, a 
group chat, a Facebook chat, a whatever it might be. I know it's really hard to start first, but invite people you know, invite your friends and the greatest marketing tool that you can ever use is word of mouth. So you have two clients and then they speak to their friends and then that makes four and then it makes eight and then it makes 16 and then it keeps going and going. So word of mouth is your biggest, biggest marketing strategy and tool you can use. And then secondly, obviously, is social media, but social media helps you create that community to then get word of mouth. I hope that makes sense. I hope that my story and my ideas and strategies are going to spark some ideas for yourself, um, whether it's you're starting out or have a business already. I am like so new to this, so please take this with a grain of salt. Like I'm not a professional in starting a business. I'm just explaining my experience and my journey and what I did. I made a lot of mistakes, but I feel like in business you've got to make mistakes and you've got to be okay and not scared to make mistakes um, because you learn from it and you learn it and you then apply that to make your business only better. So I'm not telling you to do all these things. It's just an idea and um, I hope this helped. But I'm going to wrap this episode up. I am going away for the weekend and then when we get back, I'm going to film a question and answer with Josh. So I'm going to get Josh on and he's going to answer all the anonymous questions that we've got. We've got so many and some of them are really like intense I said no question was off limit so we're going to be answering them probably the day or the day after we get back I'm going to quickly record it edit it and then upload it before I head off to Bali on Wednesday so it's a lot going on I'm very busy and I'm pretty sure this podcast is probably going to go up a little bit later and I apologize but we're trying out here we're bouncing a lot Um, I hope you all have a beautiful day Wherever you are, remember to follow your dreams. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. And yeah, you only get one shot at life. So you may as well give it your complete and absolute all. All right, I'm going to leave you there. Um, if you like this episode or you really enjoyed it or it helped you, send me a message. Give me all your feedback. I want to know everything. Um, but yeah, all right. I'm going to stop talking because I keep saying um and yeah and like, have a good day or night, wherever you are. Love you. Bye.